co-host is Chris Schill. Hi, everyone. Today's guest, none other, Gino Ojek. Gino, how you doing, big man? Hi, Gino. Oh. Now oh, we lost your audio again. Try that thing. Are you good? Oh, we oh, got you. We there go. you go. There we go. How you doing? Doing good. Awesome. Yeah, I know. We're gonna dive into. Oh all, yeah. We're gonna dive into all of that. Uh, <laughs> but first, what I gotta tell you is uh, uh, Don Gibson and uh, George Gibson say hi. Just uh, to get that out of the way. So. Uh, I will for sure. They got good memories of you in '93. Uh, you're standing at uh, the Christmas tree in the Malahat, and you got a big shiner and. Uh, you're arm in arm with uh, Don. They still have that picture, so it's pretty awesome. Um, so what I want to do, I want to just uh, maybe uh, get you to explain, you know, uh, growing up in Quebec, uh, playing hockey and stuff like that. Um, maybe if you can just uh, kind of tell us uh, how it all kind of started. Uh, well, we, uh, everybody, uh, we had a reserve team on the reservation, and I started playing with them, and I played with them. All the way through through midget, which which would be about considered about midget C, uh, and uh, from there I went to junior A in Hawkesbury, and from Hawkesbury I went to Laval, and from there I went to the NHL. Awesome, good stuff. Gino, I read somewhere that your dad managed the first team that you, like the first organized team you played yeah, for. Yeah, he coached me all the way through to midget. Oh wow, Joe! Right, his name is Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> George was telling me when uh, you and Don there was practice or some morning skate or something. Uh, Joe would say to uh, George, "Come on, Gibby, let's go." They'd go off to the Legion. They'd go, and then everybody, "Hey, how you doing, boy?" <laughs> he says he has fond memories of that. Um, what uh, what uh, what I'd like to talk about, you know, is. Um, uh, it's a few things, but certainly uh, indigenous sports, indigenous youth sports. I want to uh, dive into uh, that nonsense that happened with Ethan Bear and, and kind of get your thoughts on that. I, I mean, I thought we we're past all of that, um, but I, I was absolutely um, disgusted. Just disgusted it, and 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 the Ethan Bear and, and the emails and, um, and and when Shifley uh, that Nick series when you know throwing threats out to his parents like you know obviously there wasn't social media back in those days but like the game has changed so much and i thought we were past that but apparently we're not so if can you just touch on kind of maybe the, how it was when you were in the league i know with the even the three nolans like um i think people thought we were past that but we're not so how was your experience in the league i was very lucky vancouver's uh very multicultural yeah. town and yeah. there's lots of First Nations around. So I was very lucky. I never been exposed to it or experienced it. I was really disappointed when it happened with Eaton Bear because he works so hard to be a role model and he always gives back to the First Nations youth or any kind of charity and he's always very involved and I felt terrible for the kids. Yeah, you know, it's... it's I, 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 What are the... I, I, I guess the message I want people to, to hear right now is what what are you thinking like what what is it that you're what what's the what do you got to, I just don't understand the whole concept behind it um they, they're clearly not fans right 
I like I'm a Leaf fan, so I got this is what year fifty five. No kidding, right? So <laughs> this is like if anybody should be pissed off, it should be me. Like this just happens year after year. Well, but you are kind of aggro. I, I oh god, yeah. Well, it's just <laughs> just never ends with that team. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, no. So. Um, Youth uh, in Indigenous sports, um, it's come a long way, and certainly uh, different um, groups and factions, and you see more and more that uh, they're taking it to the next level. Um, did you have any role models growing up that, besides your dad? Uh, Stan Jonathan was a first agent oh, oh, wow. player who played in Boston. Yeah. And uh, he was an enforcer. And Absolutely. He scored seven goals one year. So I really modeled my game after him. Yeah, yeah. I was Stan Jonathan playing ball hockey. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was tough, wasn't he? That's what, awesome. what he? Yeah, he was definitely. Um, so, like, the year you went to Vancouver, uh, you what, You had a good first year, did you not? 16 goals, or what, what did you get? 93, well, 94. I seven goals in 45 games. Yeah. And was, I think it was my... Uh, 93, 94. 94. And I scored 16 goals. Yeah, 29 points. 29 or points. Yeah. yeah. Dude, who, was, uh, who was the captain that year? Trevor Linden. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. And I, play, I played mostly with Pavel, so it, he sets oh. me up lots. Speaking <laughs> of Pavel, well, okay. Scott has a burning question for you. I, I do, actually. And I, I'm not even sure, do you know, where I heard this, but uh, if you can uh, either uh, dispel if it's uh, true or not, whatever. I heard that you, <laughs> I heard that you wanted to surprise <laughs> Pavel over in Russia one time, and you went over there and didn't know where he lived, and you went to the KGB. <laughs> yeah, what happened? What happened was uh, the T-Stop invited me to go over yeah. to Pavel for a, a game against NHL All Stars against the Red Army. Okay. Oh wow. So everything was set up, but Petisov uh, forgot to send somebody to pick me up at the airport. So I was stuck there for like two hours, so finally I said, I got to do something. So I was up in a cab, and I, I told him, take me to the KGB. And within, and within an hour, I found Pavel. Oh, that's brilliant. So one of their officers or director or whoever, they took it right to his house? Yeah, that's awesome. to, the, to the hotel where they were staying. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That's got to go down as one of the best stories. Um, in those years, uh, who was the who? What's uh, the, the the guy that chirped them over and kept the dressing room loose? Like who, who was? Who yeah, was was it Jeff? He he, yeah, he was, oh. was he? Yeah, he, he kept Love the it. room together and he always organized stuff after the. Uh, practices and on the road he organized suppers uh, he i'm surprised he's not in hockey he's really good uh really good hockey man well he's from the islands here where we are we're shooting uh, right now in, in victoria but uh the he was with the grizzlies he, he, he was coaching the, the local uh, junior a team here for a bit and then uh i think he still sits on the board of directors but you're right yeah he is a good man and the story with him is uh he was never drafted he was a walker. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah. That's uh, his brother Russ. I think went f first Russ. overall to the Leafs. That's the Hound line with Clark Lehman and uh, Cortnell. 
Poor uh, guy drafted but, by the Leafs. I know, right? But uh, yeah, no, it, no, no, it's not even. I don't want to even go there, Chris. Like seriously. Um, but I, I, uh, I think uh, being that Chris is a massive Hab fan like yourself. Um, why don't uh, I'll let you hey, guys talk yeah. about this run That's, that they're on? Is this '93 all over again? Is this? Are they lucky? Are they lucky it's to get by? Is special. it price? It's is something it? special. It's it's a team playing as a unit. You watch them on the bench. You see Corey Perry mentoring the young guys, and they listen. There's nobody who's trying to be above anybody. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you see there, Gino? Yeah, I think they really come together as a team, and uh, Mark Bergevin did a good job of uh, bringing in veterans that have won in the past and uh, really has, young players that are making an impact and you just come together at the right time and uh, they're in tough against Tampa but you never know and that's why they play the game well that's so it. I hope they win the cup that's for sure hopefully for sure so what was you played a few years in Montreal and it's kind of uh, you know being from Quebec how was that for you it must have been kind of special yeah we made the playoffs there yeah. when I was there so the whole city goes crazy. And <laughs> we saw that. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It's, it's real fun to be part of it. Um, what do you think of Mr. Carey Price right now? Yeah, he's awesome. He's playing really good. and uh, um, Hopefully he's got four more wins in him. I sure hope he does. And he's an incredible role model and just a really stand-up human being. Not to, yeah. you know, yeah, there's always this calmness about it. Like, oh, nothing seems to rattle this guy ever, you know? It just, uh, like, and I'm told he's a tough bugger, too. Like, if he had to throw the hands, like, he, oh, could, yeah. he could throw. But he just never, it, like, just, he, he just, never. He can't get under his skin. It's just, uh, now, you had uh, Kirk McLean. Uh, yeah. And he was kind of, uh, was he more, he was w more vocal, right? No, he wasn't. He was really. Calm, too. Really, uh, Quiet and focused, and uh, his nickname was Weird. So <laughs> and he wasn't a goalie? <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a former goalie myself. Well, that makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, did you have any superstitions? Uh, I used to tie my right skate first and left, put on my left pad first and left, <laughs> right everything first. Okay. That's awesome. That's great. I have a question. I the other night I actually watched Ice Guardians, and you were involved in that project a little bit. Um, can you tell me about that? Can you tell me how the games changed? What it, what you feel about the enforcers' role back then as opposed to what's going on now? Yeah, I think uh, the enforcer role is basically almost evaporated. Yeah. They uh, they really uh, there's just the referees call everything nowadays when i played you had no choice because a player would hit a star and Absolutely. the referee wouldn't call it they wouldn't yeah. call it they wouldn't call it so you had to go out there and protect the stars so now do you but think now, like sid crosby for example has suffered a lot of concussions due to yeah. you know they didn't really carry an enforcer at that time exactly. when he got hurt yeah but nowadays as soon as you touch somebody it's a penalty yeah. Uh, maybe not as much in the playoffs, but during the regular season, as soon as you touch somebody, it's a penalty, so there's really no room for an enforcer. Well, when they put the instigator rule in, I think yeah, that's well, when that, was that started big, changing everything. And I think uh, that yeah. made, you know, guys would go out, and now they, you know, there's a lot of cheap shotting, there's there, there's nobody to protect 
Well, there's more. What I noticed is there's more uh, hits to the head with sticks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So all of that, there was a. um, Is there a code still in the game? Like there was a code when you played. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody left. I mean, they got uh, Lucic in Calgary. Yeah, and uh, who's that? Yeah. yeah, Reeve, yeah, Martin and, and the Islanders. Uh, and uh, they got one guy in Edmonton. He used to play for Vancouver. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, I don't know. He used yeah. to be from Vancouver. But, but do you think that it's going to? Uh, do you think that it's going to come back in? Because there was teams that took no way. Eh? You don't think you'll ever see the Enforcer again? No. Really? It's it's going. I mean, they don't even fight in junior anymore. Yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, true. I think but that's once, tough because I think there's a lot of really bad injuries now from cheap shots. Whereas when it was right, it feels like when there was an enforcer, there were less of those types of injuries. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's it's like? What the, as just a fan? That's somebody that's never you know played at that level. Um, everybody talks about the difference between regular season and playoffs. And as a former player who's gone almost the complete distance, um, what is there a difference? Are we just seeing stuff, or is the, is the uh, do they ramp it up more in the playoffs? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Guys step it up in the playoffs. Every every shift is important. A block shot is oh, huge. Or, you know, um, somebody blocking a shot or. Somebody getting a big hit. Everything is huge. Everything is really uh, watched for, and it makes a big team. I have it to makes say. a big difference with the team. Yeah, so it is because it is noticeable. And I have to say, I yell at the TV constantly at the Habs players block that shot. Yeah, block yeah. that shot. Like it's such a big deal, yeah. right? <laughs> what do you think of that Coalfield kid? Oh, he's yeah, he's very good. Do you know that 14 Five, teams? 7. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you know that 14 teams passed on him before? Well, thank goodness for that. Why, how, how does that happen? Like, I have to say, okay, so when you played, would a guy at 5'7 have made it in the league the way this kid It was is? all 5'7 back when I played. Were they all? Yeah, we had Theo Fleury. Exactly. Yeah, I guess Fleury yeah, was pretty yeah. small. Yeah. in Buffalo that were small guys. Uh, and who's that other guy you had on uh, the Canucks there? Uh, he does the Heroes of Hockey. Good Ronning. Good Ronning. Like, what's he? He can't be 5'8", 5'8". Five seven five eight. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I know there's a lot of bigger guys now, but I just thought even back then no, they were all, all around big six. Now. Yeah. There was no such thing as a six foot five goalie. No. Like no. it just didn't happen, right? Yeah. So, they're all six foot five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six foot five, two ten, two fifteen, cut. Yeah. No, I wouldn't make it today. I wouldn't make it. I didn't make it then. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, how are you feeling? You, you went through uh, a bit of a, a scare, a battle. Um, Came out the other end. Uh, how are you feeling these days? Um, I just finished my chemotherapy. I did it for nine months, and uh, I get checked out July 28th. Oh, wow. I'll see then if I'm in remission or not, but uh, okay. I feel good. Okay. You know, yeah. cancer is a funny thing. You you don't feel it. it just It's just there. But uh, health-wise, I feel good, and uh, just... We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, we'll definitely. I'll, I'll keep in touch, uh, and I'll, I'll text you uh, sometime in August to find out how those uh, testing that went. Uh, yeah. But um, now, what do you? Um, 
when when uh, I've always wondered this, like, have you ever seen the movie Liar Liar with uh, no. Jim Carrey? Okay, well, the pre- <laughs> the premise of it is that he's a defense attorney who can't lie. He something happened to him <laughs> and he can't lie. And I I always wondered like. When you're getting interviewed after a game and stuff, it's all kind of all rehearsed answers. You can't really tell the guy, right? And that and inside the the dressing room, that's it's that is your area, correct? Like whatever happens in that room stays in the room, right? And I've, I've have you ever wanted like uh, been in a situation where? Uh, it was just the stupidest question that you got asked, and you were like, "Oh, buddy, I wish I could just say this." Was like, it, you're like <laughs> where you couldn't lie at that time and just let it go. Like, have you ever been in a situation like that? I'm unlucky, and I played in Canada most of my career, so the Canadian reporters they knew. usually know the game pretty good. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, when you're on the American side, sometimes you get some questions that are. <laughs> 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 With the trailing puck. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the blazing puck. So on the road, uh, what was your, what was your favorite place to play on the road? Ooh. Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Ah. Okay. And was that because of the restaurants or just the weather or the, the chicks? The beautiful, the beautiful women. There you go, buddy. I knew that was coming up. <laughs> I knew that was coming up, and I know that's why you asked that yeah. question as well. What about uh, what about <laughs> restaurants uh, um, like Chicago or something like that? That must have been a fun city playing. Yeah, Chicago was good. They had a really good Greek town. Oh. And uh, Chris Gillows had a restaurant there that was really good. Okay. So we'd go there all the time and... Uh, um, and uh, Dallas had some really good restaurants too. Oh, steaks and stuff like that. Everything's big there, I suppose. Right? Yeah, yeah. I have a question about. I was watching some old footage of you, and there was an incident where you kind of took on the whole St. Louis Blues team, and I think it's my favorite <laughs> moment of yours. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, what happened the game before? Um, Glenn Anderson speared Pavel in the eye oh. and fell for a few stitches. And uh, we were losing 8-2 to St. Louis, and uh, uh, the goalie got the puck, and Anderson speared the goalie, so that was the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) It was incredible. Like, your jersey was over your head, and you got out of it, and then it was, like, game on. (laughs) Yeah. What was it like playing for Pat Quinn? That was amazing, you know. Everybody that got dressed had a chance to to do something, and... uh, you know, get a big hit or score a goal, but you had an opportunity. You know, you get some coaches, they, they, they play and they play some guys four or five minutes a night, and you can't do anything when you're playing four or five minutes a night. You don't even break a sweat. Yeah. But with that, when everybody got at least 10 or 11 minutes, and uh, everybody got a chance to do something special every night. He really was a great man, though, wasn't he? Like, he really, yeah. like, he was bigger he than life. Want, he didn't want, like, just a one-dimensional enforcer. He wanted you to play and exactly. to contribute and yeah. to be a leader. And uh, he was really good that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be missed for sure. Do you see that? Do you see the? Uh, it's this, the trend now seems to be like the old-time coaches um, are kind of getting phased out um, because the younger, like, I, I don't know oh. if this is correct or not, but you can't talk to these kids like the boys did before like you gotta kind of almost I like don't know, the toronto bait. situation basically why are you but, mentioning the toronto well just situation? because i know you like when i bring it up <laughs> but, but that's 
are, are these kids having to be coddled more? Does the coach have to change? Yeah, I mean, Travis uh, Green was saying you, you can't scream at them or and uh, you can't just yell at them without a reason or an expl explanation. You got to send them an email and you got to <laughs> you got to explain everything to them and. Uh, that's just the way it is nowadays. Really? They want more explanation. Before when I played, is, this is what you're going to do, and if you don't do it, oh, you're not going to play. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like nowadays, it's different. The world's changed. It's gotten, yeah. it's gotten softer. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Did you respect those coaches, the tough coaches? Because I feel like whenever I had a tough coach, I respected that coach more. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, uh, I respect the coaches I played for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Keenan pulling the goalie all the time and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know and, and even Torts. Uh, I, I think, love Torts. I'm I, sorry. I, yeah, I, do. I, I'm, I don't hate him for sure. Uh, yeah. I think he comes across. And uh, could you play for a guy like Torts? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, Gino, listen. I have I, one I, quick question. Okay, absolutely. I just want to know. You seem to have a, you had a very close relationship with Pavel Bure. Can you maybe like expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I think we, we came together in Vancouver uh, at the same time at a young age. And we were both young and we were probably the only single guys on the team. <laughs> so you're having fun in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we really got along good together from the beginning. And uh, we played a game and somebody hit him and I... Went over and beat the guy up, and from <laughs> then on, he was my best friend. I love it. <laughs> That's how it was back then. Yeah. Are you still close with him today? Yeah, yeah. We speak. He's doing good. Good, good stuff. Awesome. Well, listen, Gino, I, I can't thank you enough, my man, for doing this little show here. And uh, uh, I just wish you nothing but the best. And uh, I hope we uh, get a chance to chat soon. And I will definitely get a hold of you uh, to find out how your test results at the end of July. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with the podcast. Thanks, Gino. Take okay, care. Bye bye. Well, that's it. First episode out of the way. Not other than than Go Habs Go. Yeah, let's go Habs Go. Um, just so you know, that little riff that we're listening to right now was uh, Thank written. Thank you, Jesse Roper. Thank you, Jesse Roper. That's right. So with that, Chris. Signing out. Signing out. Good night.